Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Devotcast. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where the three of us come together each week to talk about K-pop and whatever's current in the industry. Um, this week we have four album reviews. We have um, Red Velvet, Stray Kids, Casper, and Daya. So we'll be getting into that later. Um, as always, I'm joined by Nate. Ba, banana, ba, ba, banana, nana. Yes. You you didn't want to do na 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 na. Hey, that's still English. What are you talking about? I got my red velvet light stick. It is currently lighting up in the background. I'm mad because neither of mine's shipped. My CD and my light stick didn't ship yet. F. Uh, join our Discord. It's mucho lit. lit. <laughs> and Facebook group. Slightly less mucho lit. <laughs> yeah, it's just not used quite as much, but it's yeah. still fine. It's because it's more like yeah. forum posting rather than instant messaging. Talking. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yep. And also, as always, I'm joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. Number one, the Red Sox are on a roll right now. They've won like, I don't know, like eight of their last nine or like some seven of their last eight sort of games. Uh, yeah, no, the amazing I, or I think they definitely the amazing part the best was chance of the series. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I was just super happy last week because well, what we were filming last week, they, they completed a four game sweep of the Yankees, and they are they're currently nine and a half games ahead of them with like about a month to go. So I'm mm. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, in start. In sort of also baseball-related news, we have uh, BTS has added a uh, City Field tour date to their uh, Love Yourself uh, US tour, or world tour, rather. They are the first K-pop group to ever do a stadium in the United States. How, how crazy is that? And I mean, just sort of uh, coincidentally, uh, like the most, fa- probably one of most, the most famous um like stadium performances by the Beatles was at uh, the old Shea Stadium, which is where the Mets the Mets used to play. So it's it's very fitting. Maybe who knows? Maybe this will be like the Beatles like revolution of like our generation <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, number three, um, so SM has been doing the station thing for like the past year or two, and now they're doing these things called Station Zero, which are like crazy collaborations and. Uh, was it last week that we got like the confirmation of we get, we're getting this crazy collab between yeah. Sogi, Shinbi, Chunga, and John Soy? How did that happen? Honestly, like, I mean, I need I need it to come all, out I, now so that I can die in peace. <laughs> like, it, it's crazy to see just like all these peop- different like artists from different companies just come together and has. Has SM has an SM artist and uh, like a Cube artist worked together before? I, I can't I can't remember, but I don't think so. This I, is, I don't think so, but I mean, Still, again, I, I bet they've it's done cool. uh, definitely done stages and stuff together. But I will say, there's definitely been special probably not stages, songs. Yet, yeah, yeah, like not, not songs. Like so this is yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you, still, it's it, kind of breaking ground. If anybody knows way. of any uh, singles done between SM and Cube, just comment comment down below as always. Yeah, yeah please, because I don't know, because SM definitely seems like, or SM is less restrictive than I don't know, like YG. If like YG would never, oh, YG would never allow any SM artists to collaborate with them. Basically, oh, SM <laughs> SM's less restrictive than they used to be. That's for sure. So, 
Yeah, yeah. and I mean, yeah, ha- we, we we got JYP on a on an SM Station song that he produced. So like, they really, yeah, they really they're they're more chill than they used to be. Yeah, so. though I mean, SM Those and JYP things. have usually had a pretty good relationship, so that's not really surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. All right, that's all the three things. <laughs> the all right, things. so without further ado, we can get into the first review, which is Red Velvet's Summer Magic. Which is their second sunny, su- sunny summer mini album. Uh, so, the whole album is a cover of the Kara Japanese single. Yes. Summer Magic. Wait, there was a song called Summer Magic. Yeah, it was a Kara Japanese <laughs> song called. Okay, summer Magic. okay. Anyways, um, so from here we can get right into the uh, review. So we're switching it up a little bit because. Uh, Basically, like we've been doing with releases, we're just going to take turns, like, reading off the titles and stuff. Usually Nate would do it all, but uh, we're just going to alternate, I guess, from here. Uh, so, I guess I'll be taking you taking us through um, the Red Velvet mini-album. And then, uh, I guess we'll reveal as the albums come up who's doing what. But, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, to start off this album, we have uh, the title track, which is uh, Power Up, also... Please forgive me if I sound like awkward throughout this. I haven't really done it much. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> Power Up, definitely a summer song. However, it's so much different from uh, from uh, Red Flavor. Almost called it Red Summer because I always do that. Um, anyways, uh, super different from Red Flavor. It's not as, uh, like, right from the get-go, like on your first lesson, it's not quite as, like, catchy and, like, popular pop-sounding. But then the more you sing, uh, listen to it, just the ba banana ba ba banana nana <laughs> just gets like stuck in your head, and that's all you can hear in your head for like the whole day. It's it's actually ridiculous. Um, so, anyways, um, I like this a lot. It's it it doesn't seem like a traditional Red Velvet uh, title track. It seems more like something you'd find on like the Red as like a B side track, which again is not to knock mm-hmm. it at all because we've talked about it multiple times. The Red Velvet's b-side tracks are amazing all the time so yeah i liked it a lot i thought it was great it also seemed more uh japanese yeah. than usual as well as what i'll also add yeah it's it, 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 on the on a scale from like uh like on a scale from i don't know like freaking cookie jar to freaking i don't know like peekaboo or bad mm-hmm. boy like it's it i'd say it's more cookie yeah, jar yeah. uh in terms of like zaniness and like craziness i guess (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah basically i had that in my notes as well that it's more like a b-side or a japanese single than a normal Mm. uh red track uh but yeah it's super catchy it's really playful um which kind of fits that b-side japanese single style more uh music videos back to being weird like dumb dumb style stuff going on like a Russian roulette. Um, also, the choreo is really, really good. Yeah, um, I think the choreo stands out. There's a uh, lot of really good point choreo to it. I don't know. It, it seemed it seemed a bit more basic. Well, yeah, me. it was um, basic. Just, uh, well, yeah, it's not complicated, no. but it's fun. It's like it fits the song really. I well. don't know. It's just the I feel dance. like they've kind of at this point they've. I yeah, mean, shark dance, the the wave, the wave dance that Soldier is teaching literally every. SM yeah, I Lido. think part of the reason, maybe part of the reason why they made like the choreography a bit more simple is because they wanted people to learn it easier, which is why they did like the whole oh they're going around SM like town concerts and yeah. trying to teach everyone the choreography. I, well, I think they're definitely so, trying to go for the effect of like twice as like TT, like 
it's just an iconic move yeah they're trying to they're, they're trying to find yeah they're trying to find that thing yeah. basically yeah um that'll that'll sort of be like mm-hmm. oh you, when you see it you think oh red yeah velvet. another thing i forgot to mention is uh i actually really like the mv it was like not super like over the top or anything but it was still very red velvet like strange yeah. surreal kind of stuff and like yep. Uh, but it was still very again like yeah, summary. Like random everything's yeah. melting. I don't know. I, I didn't like the MV as much because it kind of they kind of retreaded the elements of that they covered in Red Flavor because mm. like it kind of like the the I kind of felt like the motifs were a bit too similar and it didn't necessarily do much to d- differentiate itself. But I mean their outfits are amazing mm. though. Like they had like the Girl Scout thing. They had like Joy with the crazy like high like um like ponytail sort of thing, which is a great look for her. Um. Also, the, the funny thing is, is that I kind of feel like they they always revert back to these uh, these like summer concepts from time to time because it makes Irene look like ten years younger immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like you, know, I always forget. I always forget she's like in her like almost late twenties at this like point. She's so. Twenty-seven or twenty-eight, more like seventeen or eighteen. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that she's the same age as Nate basically, but she looks like she looks so yep. much. Well, I mean, Asian jeans, like notwithstanding, mm. but. <laughs> All right, so. From there, we have uh, With You, which is, uh... A Christmas yeah, song? Yeah, it, it kind of does. I was trying to, like, pinpoint <laughs> a specific, like, genre. No, it but, is. Yeah. It's Wait, supposed really? to be a Christmas I guess song. they do say Christmas but why? sometimes. I, don't, I well, still yeah. don't know. It's a yeah, something, no, they're, yeah they're talking about when like I'm Christmas with you, it's you. like Christmas or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, that confused me. <laughs> and even when they performed it on the... On, uh the music shows they had like snowflakes in the background and they over, put like, it on a, a christmas album. in august it's, it's supposed to be a summer christmas it's supposed like to christmas be a summer in july christmas kind song. of thing yeah 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 exactly except they're about like a couple mm, weeks yeah, late. yeah. <laughs> um anyways i i thought this turned out pretty well i think it i think it definitely stood out the least on the whole album but that being said i i think it still turned out well um like i i wouldn't add it to my like best of red velvet playlist that i have on my phone but uh yeah, I still enjoyed it. It was, um, you know, I guess I, th- I think it would be decent on any other album, but it's like all the other tracks were a lot better, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like, they merged a Tropical House and a Christmas song together, and it still yeah. somehow worked. Um, so, like, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, also, the harmonies are really good in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's not gonna blow you away necessarily, but what I really loved yeah. was just like the create, yeah, again, the crazy harmonies during the chorus. It was just super catchy, and it it definitely they do a good job of theming like their summer albums. Because if you think about like um, Red Summer, like they had like stuff like Zoo and like all these other like very similar summery themed tracks. So I feel like again, it's good placement to have this in here. So yeah, I I, I enjoyed it definitely. Yeah. So, from there, we have uh, the third track, which is uh, Mr. E, which I actually like the title of this a lot, because what it really is, it's, it's just mystery, yeah, mystery, but they're like, eh, let's change it up, mystery. Mr. E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, this this was definitely a standout on the album for me. Like, I, I think this definitely seems more title track-ish than, uh, than Power Up. Like, this song here was probably what I would have expected out of this, like, since it's a lot more similar to Red Flavor than something, than, uh, Power Up was. Though, that might be deliberate that they, um, you know, went for something different just so that it didn't seem repetitive, or them just trying to make the same song twice. 
Or maybe that might be the new Red and mm. Velvet thing where during the fall they release more R&B fo- or in fall and winter they release more R&B focused uh, or R&B sounding songs whereas like in the summer you get stuff like Russian Roulette, R- Red Flavor, Power Up, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I mean that's it's it's a good distinction again so that we just don't get too tired of like one type of mm. sound which again it was kind of off-putting like hearing this kind of sound again because again I thought they kind of left this sound behind like with the Red and like with that whole concept thing, but yeah, it's interesting to see them coming back to it. Well, I don't think I don't think I ever got that that uh, feeling because like there's a lot of songs on like Russian Roulette that like sound in this style as well. So, um, you know, like like that was yeah. definitely a more like Red style album. Like they say that they don't really do the different styles, but really I, I think they really do. They just mix them in the albums instead of just. Well, I was yeah. gonna say yeah, they they don't have specific albums yeah. like the red and the velvet but they they are still doing red yeah. and velvet songs they're just putting them mm. together on the same album so uh yeah this this turned out a lot uh a lot really good for me um a lot turned good. out a lot good it was very very good anyways um the, the chorus <laughs> no. was very uh people the think chorus was just super catchy people That's won't think just, you're joking i guess what stood out to me the most so yeah yeah uh, for me, I I love the like jungle ambient sounds with the birds. It made me think yeah, of no like Zoogie, Zoo Two. Uh, I thought it was um, Zoo Two too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, is this Zoo Two? Like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, like it 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 was a pretty typical red song. But then the drop hmm. was just insane. And also, I thought there's a lot of really cool stuff going on with the beat. Um, if you really listen to it. Uh, this probably uh, this is I think my favorite song on the track actually. I don't know this is I this is this is the most boring Not one really. for me because again it just kind of feels like a retread and also it didn't get should have gotten they should have just straight up gone into Zoo Two but I mean we'll we'll get to like the more like craziness mm. later though. All right, so from here we go on to the fourth track, which is uh, Mosquito. This actually is my favorite of the uh, of the songs on the album. Um, it's like Red Velvet doing a very like. Uh, like it sounds like it. All right, let me let me try it back. I always get like t- caught up in my own words. Anyways, um, basically <laughs> it starts out uh, as like almost like a red track, and then it just boom, it's a hip hop song now. And I, I I really thought that was amazing. <laughs> and then also once it gets into the chorus, yeah, it kind of goes back into being more like B. And I like using the uh, like mosquito onomatopoeia as like the. Really cool, so yeah, yeah. I, uh, one thing that stood out to me for the song is there's like the synth line goes back and forth between the right and left channels, and I thought that was like a pretty cool touch. And that's a it's um, supposed to, I guess, sort of emulate uh, like a mosquito like buzzing in your ear, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm reading too deep um, into it, <laughs> probably, but. Yeah, it's an interesting no, I, uh, thought. Panning effects are awesome though, for that. Though. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, and then also, I really like the beat. It's pretty basic, but it's still like, I don't know, just mm. fit the song really well. Yeah, I think it's another one that kind of sounds like it would like be right at home on the red because I don't know because if you've kind of noticed that they've sort of where if you look at early Red Velvet or. I guess if you look at like stuff like dumb, uh, like dumb dumb or whatever, they were a lot more hip hop focused, and they've kind of went away from that trend to go more R and B or just like more electro pop mm. style. Whereas, yeah, which it's it, it's nice that I wonder if we'll ever get a single like that, like like a dumb dumb ever again. Because again, it, it 
making the transition away from it sort of it, it's an interesting choice but i mean if they're still putting it on these uh, on here's album tracks i think maybe not but I, i'd love to see just because i think it's fun like we'd get more rapping too so um also i just hmm. just as a side note like all mis- like actual mosquitoes they can all go to hell i fucking hate yeah, mosquitoes yeah. so much because like this basement is just infested with mosquitoes right now so i have a mosquito trap and like there's a spider chilling in the mosquito trap kill it like eating all of them so like he's chill i, I kept him alive but like i'm allergic to mosquito bites so basically just like sometimes i wake up and they're just like fucking mosquito bites everywhere and they're just like they hurt and like they're like really like it's a really yeah. like it, it's like it's like a bruise or whatever. Oh, I, heard I hate it so there's much. Way less mosquitoes or no mosquitoes on the West Coast, so I envy you people <laughs> solely because of that. Yeah, the, but yeah. Th- th- there's more. There's more things that can kill you though. Like I don't know, like black mm. widows or like tarantulas or snakes there's or black something. widows in Michigan. I've never not knock on wood. Yeah. I've never seen a black widow in my life, and I never want to. Anyways, see one. <laughs> um, so from here, yeah, Unless black you're widow. talking about pristine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so from here, we're going into uh, the fifth track, which is Hit That Drum. Uh, so this song, I, I really liked a lot. Like, immediately, like, it lives up to the name. It's got this uh, drum beat that kind of just, like, trains on through the song. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess if I go back to my sort of, like, synesthesia technique, it, it reminds me of, like, a locomotive train just, like, going along, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with the... Uh, in in the uh, chorus where I guess it goes the the whenever I I'm like singing that in my head and then all of a sudden it becomes Bonamana by Super Junior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, which song? Yeah. Like that's the Super Junior song. Like it, it gets <laughs> Super Junior so, uh, song. Yeah, yeah. Now I have two songs stuck in my head, and now because yeah, it has the same sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like mixing. I, I need a mashup. I need yeah, because it has sure. like the same yeah. progress or like the same. Hey, yeah. someone's gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, I thought the beat and the synth part really stood out for the song. Um, actually, it's like it reminds me of an FX song. It's like really hard hitting like pop music if that makes sense hmm. um and even like the vocal style they're using it kind of like matches the type yeah. of singing that fx does um mm. so that's what made this song stand out to me like the easiest way for me to sum this song up is basically it's five member happiness <laughs> that's and i know again it's something that i'd never thought we'd ever get again because it's just such a different or they've their sound has evolved so much from back then so um, again, like the Brazilian style drum thing is insane. Again, I love the what Jacob mentioned, the sort of percussive nature of the chorus and like the doom, boom, boom, hit that drum is super catchy and kind of reminds me of uh, History by EXO because like there's a part where it's like doom, 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 like almost same key and everything. So yeah, this is one of my favorite songs. Again, I'm, I'm glad that that's the nice thing about Red Velvet. They managed to find consistency without necessarily repeating the same like sounds over and over again which is very hard for a group to do because like usually if you look at somebody like i don't know like a g friend or like an a pink they usually stick to one sound that they're known for and they just go at it over and over again whereas red velvet again their specialty i believe like i think is just sort of like in the variety of sounds that they can give like one one might be like a hip-hop track one might be like a like uh tropical like Caribbean like summer style song another one could be like a really like elegant like mellow ballad sort of thing and again it's just it just speaks to the it just speaks to the level of uh, talent that they have on Red Velvet that they're able to dip their toes into each of these different genres and still make it mm-hmm. sound their own 
All right, so mm -hmm. um, from here, we'll go into the next track, which is uh, Blue Lemonade. Um, this is definitely the most, like, I guess, R&B type song on it. Um, it's still it's still pretty poppy. Like, I'd say it's definitely more, like, red side than a lot of their R&B tracks. Summary. It definitely is more towards the R&B spectrum, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, if, like, if I were to put it on there, I'd be, like, slightly past middle. Um yeah, I, I actually enjoyed this song a lot. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm glad they did decide to uh, throw a sort of R&B track on album on there because, um, you know, I, I like the variety that I get on Red Velvet albums and uh, that definitely spiced things up yeah. a lot. So I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, what stood out was like there's so many different, like cool different synth sounds. Um, there's like a deep, bass like synth there's a bunch of like weird high-pitched bubblegum pop synth sounds and then there's like mm. distorted instruments as well um so like there was just a lot going on in the synths and i thought it like but it worked really well um and then of course for r&b velvety stuff their vocals are just on point as always uh this was easily my favorite like on the entire album for very obvious reasons. One, this was produced by Mono Tree, and I'm a sucker for anything that they do. Two, it's chip tunes and like future bass, which is like a, two of like my most favorite genres. And also, it makes a really good use of like m like minor in the chorus, like the doo doo doo, like that part. Like it, it, it it's, it's just an interesting melody that they wrote for that chorus. So yeah, and it's just really cool. Like it, it, again, it, it's very. Very much an R and B track, but again, it's just very interesting how or very unique how they wrote mm. the the melody to it. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. Easily, yeah. again, easily my favorite track. Well, yeah, not counting yeah. the next one, not obviously. Next one. <laughs> favorite new so, track. <laughs> speaking of the next one, we have next we have the song that everybody's been praying for. Please, 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 please. It's like the begging part in the Dum Dum MV where they're just like, <laughs> just. Yeah, exactly. Our prayers were answered. Right, so Every prayer. We got a glimpse of half of this song at KCON, uh, KCON New York. Uh, Red Velvet performed the second verse of Bad Boy in English. And really, we were just asking for a studio version of what they performed. And what we ended up getting was an entire full English version of the song. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, well... Except they ruined the opening line. It's fine, because who that, who that, who that boy... The, the, yeah. the well, talking I, slick I think, doesn't really rhyme. So, so I was thinking about it when I was in the car, like because I, I listened to this like so many times. I was like, Sounds I think wrong. it could have been Huda 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 Boy. Yeah, same. Trying to drag me round round like a toy. I think that would have been pretty good. But I mean, you were saying that you think the original oh, yeah, was like talking was shit, when they not, like talking It was slick. definitely Huda Huda. It was that. Huda, yeah, Huda, it makes Huda more sense that they were talking from shit. from the back, back talking shit. That's definitely what it was. If they said yeah, that, like, that'd just be song be like, of okay, the year I mean, immediately. I, I just right fell into same talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, but yeah, like, um, so the first verse, I think they, I think they might have actually wrote that after KCON because, like, it seems like not quite as good as the like the the second verse of the song. Like, it doesn't flow quite as well. But that really? being said, I I still think I it, it does work. Maybe well this overall, was, and I'm not really complaining. I just felt that the second half of the song was a little more. Um, like natural sounding as far as the English verses go. I know. Mm -hmm. My thought was maybe this 
Because you know how a lot of them, because obviously uh, stereotypes were the ones that produced and uh, yeah. I don't know if they wrote the song necessarily, but a lot of the times they write lyrics in English and then afterwards they sort of transpose it into Korean. Oh, so maybe be. this is the original lyrics all along. Um, and then afterwards. I think I remember. Yeah, that's what, that, that, that was my thoughts. Um, they were working with somebody uh, like. Uh, I, I presume when they said they, like, they mean like Wendy. And uh, just going back and forth with like what sounds good, I guess. Because they said they wanted to do that for KCON. In English, and yeah. they did that beforehand. Like, they came up with some lyrics and whatnot. I think maybe the reason why they only did mm-hmm. the second verse of mm-hmm. the song in KCON is because they didn't quite get to writing the entire song yet. But either that or they wanted to be a super maybe. surprise. like Or the surprise... <laughs> The surprise, the surprise. I get nothing. I, that might be like the best oh, yeah. like K-pop moment I've ever experienced. Like more than more than Wanho taking his shirt off. More than like seeing Girls Generation live at the Best Buy Theater. Like the the like the the, yep. the mass realization on everyone's faces when they're like, Yeah, no, this I, is in like, English. I, what the, the way I it describe just, it is, everybody was just completely to be disoriented. There. They're like, Where am I right now? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Like just, just <laughs> boom! Everyone's mind is blowing. Like it was crazy. So yeah, overall, like this yeah. is one of my favorite songs of the year, and it being in English, like that, just like I don't know. I just I, I really really appreciate them. Like uh, I guess acknowledging the uh, international audience outside of like China and Japan. So I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have too much to say about yeah. it because I mean, it's, we've already talked about it a ton. Um, it's the same amazing song, just yeah. with more the first verse translated. Um, but yeah, I loved it. This makes me want an entire Red Velvet album yeah. in English, and I know that's asking a lot because SM is very wary about entering the English market because I guess just Girls Generation didn't do that well. But honestly, oh, I think SM they can do it. Try. Please, SM didn't even try with us. They've given they, us a they taste. Promoted for one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they went on like talk I, I shows. Like they the went on like more where they got burned was with uh, sort of Boa's album that came out in America. Because like she had collaboration with like yeah, freaking Flowrider and crap. Like, <laughs> like she had she had good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when back in when Flowrider was popular. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, that was back when he was popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was peak Flowrider. Like after that, it's just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my house is kind of uh, popular, but other than that, like, I don't know. Like that album was really good, but I think it was like it was a little too like we had heard this before. Like it was very Britney Spears esque. I feel like that Boa album was. So, you know, I, I think, hmm. like, the problem is oh, whenever yeah, anybody point. tries to enter the U.S. market, they keep stripping away the Korean elements of the music. She, and then you have nothing but the, American pop music yeah. that we've heard before. You have to literally just be like, hey, we are a K-pop group. But Take it the, or leave it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like what BTS Although is I think doing. they're um, Americanizing and a little too the nice, much as well. But, the nice thing is, is that... But they're, they're doing it yeah, at least Yeah, a bit, enough. but... The nice thing is... The nice thing is, is they're already working with a stereotype. So basically, just like have the stereotypes write an entire album mm. for them and just release Get it a, in, uh, in like write everything feature. in English. Like it's, <laughs> it wouldn't be too. Oh, that that you don't you do not underestimate how much that yeah. like that 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 choose to number one basically. Like Bruno Mars is a chart topper. And also, just as a side note, like at this point, I don't even remember. Any part of like any, I don't remember the lyrics to the Korean version of oh, Bad still, Boy anymore, I just because I listen to the English version nonstop uh, at this point. No, no, I, but like it's just I feel like it's 
the yeah, English yeah. version I, is just so like more ingrained perfect. at this point. Like, I prefer it. I prefer it, which like. is rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the chorus is, like, the best, like, the chorus, like, easily puts it into, like, Song of the Year territory. I mean, this is, like, mm. the, specifically the English version of Bad Boy, yeah, yeah. in addition to, like, the actual song. I mean, it's, would, it's be, already, would be like, one for of song my most listened to tracks on iTunes, yeah. like, overall. Like, let me, let me check real quick. It's, it's, it's literally, like, <laughs> same number. Yeah. All right. This is not in order. <laughs> Hold on a second. Um, all right. So, Bad Boy, without, just the Korean version, is number three. And then if you add in the uh, if you add in the the live English version and English version? the uh, real English version, it it'll be like number the two. The actual studio one. Like right behind Heartshaker. Like it's on the heels of Heartshaker. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how much I've listened to the song already. So yeah. Um, anyways, from here we can get it into the mm-hmm. uh, the ratings of this album. Uh, so I guess I'll start since I uh, read off all the tracks. So for me, I actually, I'm I was deliberating between a nine and ten. I think I'm leaning more towards a ten because I I really really enjoy every single song in the album, and also like you can say you're, I'm biased all I want because it's true. <laughs> like Red Velvet is easily my favorite current gen girl group, and I <laughs> pretty much love everything they put out. So I mean, yes, un- well no, because they already they, they messed up by releasing <laughs> Dance the Night Away. No. Yeah. Until Twice puts out Despacito. Despacito too. No, and then Twice is gonna, gonna put out like, Despacito yep. too, and then that's gonna be Song of the Year. <laughs> or until they put out uh, yeah. a little song called Twenty Four. They do an actual cover <laughs> of that and they release in Japan. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna give Silver Magic yep. ten, just because <laughs> I just generally just love everything by Red Velvet. I I love every song in the album. Um, like I even said that with you was the weakest track, but I, I, like I said, like I, I really still like that song a lot. Um, like I feel like if it was anybody other than Red Velvet, I, I wouldn't like it as much, but again, it's like, I fully acknowledge that it's my bias showing through, but I, I just love Red Velvet that much that I think, uh, you know, they really can't do wrong at this point. Hmm. Like they're, they're pretty much in like the tier with SNSD and Epic High at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> yep uh 10 i <laughs> know uh, yeah same pretty much the exact same like i i liked all the tracks on the album i thought the styling mm. i liked the choreo it, even if it was basic i thought it fit the song really well and it's catchy um obviously bias point so no surprise there uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the trend. That's I'm only giving it a nine just because I don't know. I I, I kind of wanted more out of like the the concept part of it in terms of both uh, music video music video like I don't know cinematography because um, the outfits are mm. fine. It's just like the music video and the choreography just kind of fell flat for me. But other than that, again, I liked almost every song on this album, which is again it seems like Red Velvet's yeah. probably one of the only people that can do that. So like, and also I guess just to if I were to like put this in comparison, I probably wouldn't like it as much as I loved. Uh, partially because I'm like I'm very mm. biased towards like the velvety side of Red Velvet, so I. I I'd still put like oh, Perfect yeah. Velvet and Perfect Red Velvet on like a tier higher. No, those than are this, those are my favorite I, I, Red Velvet like, I could, albums. I couldn't give like, it a ten. Period. So I mean, yeah. it's still it's still a great album though. Or I guess just it's, in general, it's yeah, yeah. We were talking about like how this I'm is probably their best work. Perfect so Red it, Velvet. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be very hard to keep that or like match that just because it's that's perfect velvet and perfect yeah. velvet, red velvet is probably their magnum opus at this point. So it's just going to be hard to like match that level of consistency always. But I mean, still, this is great. And again, it's just it's just such a surprise for them to just go back to this sort of sound. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they'll like revert again. No, they probably the, will. They'll probably, probably go into more of a. Uh, I'm thinking we'll probably get something more in the winter. The fall, probably it's usually early winter. Winter, yeah. maybe like December, like yeah, like November, December type type deal. But again, it, it's just awesome mm-hmm. how they're they're they've they're always consistent with the releases, and no matter if they release two or three like mini albums yep. or whatever in a year, they're all just quality, and that's why we 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 value Red Velvet like so much, which is because of that consistency. Yeah, really, and like that takes that's a lot for any other group to like sort of above match everybody that. else. Is like for me, is is it's it's just like everything yeah, they put even out twice, for me, honestly. it's <laughs> always good, and it's like it's reliable. Like their music is like the Toyota Cor- Corolla of music. Like it's like you can account on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. That's the perfect example for it. Yeah, I mean, oh, minus yeah, minus that, like one year that, where like fine. Toyota had like to recall all the other cars because their brakes weren't working. <laughs> but like, no, it's consistent. Yeah. You know, like. Like it's always good. Like there's nothing wrong with like with dry. You'll never run into any issues because it's just the most reliable thing. Yep. <laughs> it, it wins the JD Power Award every single time. All right. <laughs> so from there, we can go into topic two, and I'll hand the reins off to Nate. Yep. So topic Nate. two is Stray Kids. I, I am who, <laughs> which is the second. I am Nate. They're gonna I run out of like, group. they're gonna run out of things. This like it's they like I am not. I am who. I am what. Well, it's probably it's probably a oh, trilogy. Probably. So. Yeah, I, that's that's the most likely. It's probably I, think, I am actually. me. I am me. One. Um, but yeah. Uh, so this is like the second of the. I bet it is. Uh, we assume trilogy. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. Um, first track is who? Question mark. Uh, so this is another like pretty awesome this intro. Is Felix, right? They had an intro on the first track or the first album as well. Um, mm. Yeah, because in the the, the first album, uh, amazing. Specifically, and I'm not. Uh, we had Chan doing the original the the intro, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah he did the English part, and then Felix did the English part. Mm. Here. I think a uh, different a uh, different. Remember but, uh, yeah, I th- I thought this was actually a really good intro. Sure like, honestly, make it a full song because, like, it doesn't have the hard hitting rap of everything else, but it's like a chill, like, sort yes, of, please, uh, intro. I I guess it well, it is an intro, obviously, but honestly, like, we keep saying this about K-pop intros. Just make mm-hmm. it into a full song. We want it. We want it. <laughs> I know the intros. Yeah, uh, I don't know K-pop. Something about K-pop just makes insanely good intros. I think just just in general, this blows not as much as I love not like this blows it out of the water. I love this track so much. Again, it should be a full track. Um, it just a perfect starting off point. Like when when the album or when the album intro is just an amazing when the album intro could be a top five Stray Kids <laughs> track. That's how you know the album is gonna be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Wild>. um, <laughs> next we have my pace, which is it's the wild. title track. Uh, so the song just get huh. Wow, it is. It yeah, is so like the song just it gets your attention instantly with Changbin's like insane. Nah, 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 nah. Um, and then right after it, it goes into like Jisung just goes hard as fuck, um, rapping. Uh, I thought it was cool that it 
constantly switches mm. between like guitar focused and synth focused instrumentals. Yep. Um, so like for the Nana part, it's like over a guitar, but then like the actual, like the, or the pre-chorus before it is like entirely synth. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really, really good synth part as well. Um, the singing and the rapping of the song are like so mm. good. It just shows how technically good they are at what they do. Um, the choreo fits the song. It's just, the choreo is just as insane, insane. as the song is. Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous and so good. Um, and I actually liked the music video on how all it's like super busy and like glitchy and hectic. Like it also fit the song really well. I thought, I just think everything mm. they did with this is, is like a really like complete package. Speaking, speaking of like that glitchy thing, I really loved in the second verse where, I've no, I don't know who's singing. I'm really bad at Stray Kids members, but when someone's singing the second verse and then Chong Bin comes in afterwards and like they're showing him and like they split the screen into mm. thirds. It's like yeah, so yeah. cool, like how they're just like doing all these like graphic effects and everything. Also, I'm pretty yep. sure this is the same like tunnel that Monster X filled like drama rama. And I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure with a part with like the, it's the same the thing. Tunnel in the truck. Did they do that there too? Like they they randomly just have a Ford F one fifty and they uh, stop. The I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm pretty. I, I've seen this tunnel before. Yeah, yeah, but this is this. It's a K-pop. It's like a K-pop like staple in terms of like filming and also. Oh God, you didn't even get to the freaking oh, yeah. the 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 eighty six. The Toyota eighty six, which gorgeous, oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Jeez. Um, that's for my thoughts of the actual song. Obviously, I, I enjoy it so much just because again, just Stray Kids' unique blend of sort of like really like hype trap music with this rock focused like like a riff again, much like much like a song like Dr- Dramarama where just like the the riff yeah. is just very catchy and very very fitting yep. that they filmed in, in there too um their outfits are awesome it's just like really just all this like hype hype beast type stuff like coming to garçon mm. and like vetmont like all these like soccer like uh kits jerseys or that sort of thing so yeah just very enjoyable and and just <laughs> is there anyone in all of like music just in general that sort of like, just sounds like changbin because you immediately know like just like it's it's it, it's instantly recognizable when you hear him on tracks and just that that intro just serve it's it's a perfect like intro to like build the hype of this song just because it and also like, I, I love that like the, the verses do a very good job of that too just building like the like the na 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 like yeah, hype like, of uh, what you're saying chorus, about like so uh and like uh, the like the only person I can really think of to compare him to really is like Eminem like he's probably the 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 closest thing to I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, basically, that's very, he, lear- he learned it from. Probably. And, uh, that's probably or my favorite style after. of rapping. Is just like, you know, the fast, aggressive, mm-hmm. like, but still having so much. Yeah, but still having so much like wordplay and like super stuff raspy, still built right in there. Like, it's just yep. it's incredible. Like, I I really really respect anybody who can do that. <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. so. I guess it's the like a lot of people don't like the angry yep. style of rapping, but personally, I I think it adds more like emotion. I guess like clearly, um, you know, Jisung does this really well as, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually my favorite Stray verse, Stray Kids verse, actually isn't from Changbin, it's from yeah. Jisung, and it's in uh, Beware. Like he picks right up, and it's just super uh, aggressive. But anyways, in uh, my pace, I thought it was like the. I guess the thing that I was mm. thinking of in my head that I'd compare it to is like the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes. Like it's just like, it's just this huge tornado of yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like just the chaos, uh, the very just like nonstop and chaos, gritty, yeah, uh, like rock um, part in the beginning, and then it, it like 
somehow seamlessly like transitions right into like the trap parts and they they did a really really good job in the production on this song so yeah i I liked it a lot yeah the only thing i hate is that they released this after kcon because imagine how amazing seeing this live would be yeah i'm so although i'm glad they did when when jyp please (laughs) like that originally wasn't (laughs) my favorite song but like uh yeah, I, w- actually, I mean, it the, might have been when, replaced, we reviewed, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we reviewed it, but like at the time it really wasn't. But then when See, I saw yeah, it live, yeah, I was like, damn, this is hype as hell. Now it's my fa- now it's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, next, we have voices. Uh, so I thought this was like, I really like the guitar bass hmm. intro with like the softer vocals, and then it leads into like the harder rapping. Um, so like, the, cause the song has like a pretty good dichotomy between the, that, like the so softer vocals and the harder rapping, but then like the drop chorus brings the vocals more mm. up to that level of the rapping. Like, so like it kind of evened it out. Also, there's a really awesome pause after the first chorus. I love silence and mm-hmm. pauses in songs yeah. if they're done well. Yeah, it, it it serves as a good build up, especially because this song is feature based, uh, like it has a feature based tile drop, so instant like for me easily. And I'd say this is probably one of like the best choruses I've ever heard fr- from Stray Kids, just in general. Like I'd say that that might be one of their only weaknesses in terms of like, because if you if you kind of look at District Nine, and I mean it kind of like comes back in my pace is I'd say the like the the mm. writing at least the lyricism in the chorus is kind of maybe pale in comparison to just how intense the verses are but this is mm-hmm. easily yeah, one of like, I, the I most thought this turned out really so well I, I, I think it sort of lot. serves the same uh, I guess purpose yeah. or role on the album as like Mirror from the last album I think it's definitely most similar to that um, I I really liked it yeah, I, it, seems yeah like it really, a, really uh, is like the new uh, actual like, yeah. like almost like a sequel to that that song um like voices in my head and like looking in the mirror at yourself and like just yeah. stuff like that. I I think uh, I think it turned out really well and you can definitely like yeah just again like I mentioned before like uh, feel the emotion in the rap and stuff like that and I think that's where Stray Kids really excels is in the their rap delivery and also again like they hmm. they self produce all these songs and they're always turn out really well like for rookies like they're ridiculous as far as the producing yeah. potential. Hmm. Yeah, like almost ninety yeah. percent of their, yeah, almost ninety percent of their albums are done by Three Racha to some degree. So, and even yeah, when they this reach whole, a, this whole album is even when they reach Jerry outside to like was, they, there was, was some uh, production. Uh, the, the, the I think one or two songs that w- wasn't produced by them helped with one of them. Yeah, yeah, but even when they reach for outside help, it's still really good. So, I was say, well, and they still they have production credits on every song. Yeah, almost every song. I think so. they've just gotten help with. Uh, other some stuff and which which is nice because oh. you don't want to burden three racha with it all necessarily yeah, well, and also I mean, you don't want to i feel like, like it's get them definitely creatively like burnt out as well so. jyp 2.0 it's a good or whatever with the different uh task forces and stuff like that like stray kids has their own task force but like yeah they do somebody's dedicated stuff, to them they still have that you know uh jyp produ- production like support that they can lean back on which is great yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Question uh, So this is a uh, like, super hard Hip hop song um, I really like the instrumental part That vocals like That mimics the vocals uh, If that makes sense I can't 
like it's very because like that's what my, yeah, what my feeling yeah. was like no lily mambo and uh very good and stuff like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> jackpot yeah. Yep. yeah or like her mm. to some degree just like very just like it's very staccato like nah 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 like just like yeah. da, 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 like that sort of like very like hard-hitting sort of thing um and then yeah i th- I like that this song shows off all the different rapping styles that the members have, because um, that's like one thing that definitely makes them stand out. Is since they have yeah. six rappers, they and they all have like their own unique styles. Yeah, you think um, you think you get tired of six rappers? All, <laughs> yeah, but they like you can kind of see the different styles throughout mm-hmm. the song. Yeah, that's very hard to do. Where you're, you have a group with this many rappers, and they're just as unique as having six different singers. So again, that's another mm-hmm. one of their strengths. <laughs> also, I'd say you have to add this to your uh, English line thing. Sort of the what the that was. It's that's an new, amazing. Just like damn, it cuts out. I'm just like, why is it here? I don't know why it's here, but it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Basically, just like what the. Yeah, so the, the the showcase in the song is definitely the rap, but I actually really really like the uh, the vocal verses in this. I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job. Uh, what's his name? Is it Wujin? Wujin? Is that his name? Mm. Yeah, I, I think his his voice is really really nice. Like I can tell who he is. I just yeah. I forget what the second syllable is in his name. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next we have Insomnia. Uh. So this is more of like the softer hip hop song. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't usually like the use of auto tune. Uh. But for the beginning of the song, like I think it actually fit really well with the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning rap part that that's auto-tuned. Um, also, I love how glitchy the drop sounds because it's not what I expected, if that makes sense. Like, if you listen to it, it just... For, I don't know, for how much we listen to K-pop and how how often there are drops yeah. uh, nowadays, like, you kind of can expect where a drop is going yeah. and, like, how it's going to sound. But this did not sound what... I thought it was going to sound like because it's got like these weird glitchy effects. I mean, I, I enjoyed the drop definitely cause it's feature based, but because I, I listen to a lot of feature bass and on SoundCloud and that sort of thing, it's, or it wasn't too much of a surprise to me, but this is probably insomnia mm-hmm. is probably my favorite song 